my hands out of my pockets and pull out my phone again. I flip through the photos for the third time this morning, playing Spot the Elsie like in those Where's Waldo books. I'd never realized that Elsie always looks worried. Frown lines crease her forehead, and her mouth makes a little pout. Even her hair looks worried somehow when her head is turned. That's quite an accomplishment. I wonder what my hair looks like when my head is turned. The back of my head is not something I see very often. Unlike Elsie, I pose when a photo is being taken and smile. When Alice's head is turned, when, for example, she is banging on the front room window for the twentieth time to hurry my mother, who has forgotten something, her phone, her bag, her head, and has gone back upstairs to fetch it, her hair looks severe. It is dyed two shades lighter than her natural blonde, always right to the roots, perfectly straightened, tightly wound into one of those make-a-bun hair donuts and stuck with two sticks. Alice has don't-mess-with-me hair. My mother's hair is purple. It tumbles down her shoulders in unbrushed waves as she drives and swings when she shakes her head. Strands of it stick to her lip gloss. She spits them out as she speaks. Today, she has painted her nails the same color. If it were any other time of year on this drive to school, she'd be reaching across to Alice in the passenger seat or fixing her hair, licking the tip of her finger to smooth the edges of her eye makeup, or drinking from a flask of coffee like some people drag on a cigarette. But it's coming up to the end of October, and Alice fell down the stairs last night. So my mother grips the steering wheel with white-knuckled, purple-nailed hands and doesn't take her eyes off the road. She wouldn't have driven us, but she's convinced walking is more dangerous. How's your head feeling, honey? She asks Alice. It's the thirty-second time she's asked that this morning, the eighty-ninth since coming home from the hospital last night. Sam marks another line on his hand in red pen. Every time my mother asks this question, Alice's mouth gets smaller and smaller. Sam leans over and whispers in my ear, Bet you a ten, Alice screams before a hundred. I hold my hand out to be shaken. Sam's grip is firm and warm. I silently urge Alice to hold on until we get to school. You'll have your gloves, right? My mother is saying. And Sam, I'll write you a note for chemistry. Are you all warm enough? You did take your vitamins this morning, didn't you? Sure, Melanie. Sam says to my mother. He grins at me. Alice will never last under this onslaught. My mother chances the tiniest peek at her before hurriedly looking back at the road. Alice is carefully tying a silk scarf to hide the bandage around her head. She has darkened her eyes with coal, so the bruise on the side of her face seems less severe. She looks like a storybook gypsy in a school uniform. We come to the intersection before the school. My mother's hair whips around as she frantically tries to look every way at once before crossing the light traffic. We crawl past at a snail's pace. The other drivers sound their horns. When she is parked, my mother cracks her knuckles and shakes out her hands. She takes off her sunglasses and gives us each a packed lunch. Now you will be careful, won't you? She squeezes Alice's shoulder affectionately. How's your head feeling, honey? Alice's lips disappear. She gives a short, wordless scream without looking at her mother and storms out of the car and into the main school building. I slump back in my seat. Cough it up, sister, Sam cackles.
When we've gotten out of the car, I reluctantly hand over a ten. We wave my mother goodbye and she drives carefully away. I'm not your sister, I remind him. Sam drapes an arm over my shoulders. If you say so, petite sœur, he says. I sigh and shake my head. I know that means sister, Sam. We're in the same French class. When Sam heads for his locker to get the books for his first class, I go find my best friend in the main school building. B is sitting at the back of the library, her tarot cards spread out on the desk in front of her. She likes to read the cards every morning so she can know what kind of day she's getting into. B doesn't like surprises. It wouldn't surprise her to know that the small group of eighth graders sitting a few desks away from her are snickering and whispering behind her back, so I don't draw her attention to them. Anyway, I'm half convinced B can give the...